It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. In just a moment, I want to give you an update on things where they stand with Congressman Rob Bishop. He took to the floor of the United States House of Representatives just yesterday, uh, three days after suffering from a, a mild stroke. Uh, but why did he go to the floor of the House to speak yesterday? I'll share that with you in just a moment. But first, I, I need to share some uh, some unsettling news. You know, for the past number of months, we have occasionally been uh, sharing stories about the candy bomber, uh, Gail Halverson. Uh, he, two big reasons we've spoken to him recently, he turned 100 years ago uh, in October. And uh, and recently, there was a petition circulated to to get Colonel Halverson on the receiving end of a Presidential Medal of Freedom. Yeah, there's a petition going around. Uh, I don't typically encourage, you know, petitions to be signed. It's not a thing I do here, but on this, on this occasion, I, I do. I think he is very deserving of the of the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So, if you come across that that petition, go ahead and sign that. Uh, I've got my name on there. Now, the reason I bring up uh, the candy bomber, Gail Halverson, is that uh, we got some news uh, here recently that he. Uh, while vacationing in the Outer Banks, has contracted the coronavirus, COVID-19. There's a, a, a small publication there, the Outer Banks Voice, and it uh, reports that uh, Gail Halverson, the famous candy bomber whose annual visits to the Outer Banks have brightened the Christmas season for two decades, has been diagnosed with COVID-19. Now, we have a relationship with the family, and producer Amy's been on the phone with uh, his daughter for some time and uh, has confirmed that, in fact, uh, the candy bomber is suffering from COVID-19 right now. The nature of his uh, condition right now, what symptoms he's experiencing, uh, not a la- not exactly certain. Uh, but what is certain is that uh, your prayers would certainly be uh, appreciated. Uh, those, the wishes of the family, uh, thoughts and prayers uh, and do a good turn in his honor. And we'll be rooting for a 100-year-old candy bomber, Gail Halverson, uh, right now suffering from COVID-19. Unfortunate stuff, scary stuff, uh, but he has demonstrated great strength uh, in early life, and I'm confident that he'll continue to demonstrate that strength as he battles uh, this new adversary. Anyway, uh, best of luck, Colonel Halverson. Now I want to talk to you about my former boss. We, on Monday, had a conversation with Congressman Rob Bishop, uh, I'm sorry, Wednesday it was, we spoke with Rob Bishop to kick off the show, and during that conversation, he revealed that the reason that he had to miss a vote on the floor of the House, a very important vote on the National Defense Authorization Act, uh, a bill which has just today passed the Senate. We'll see what happens next. The president's threatened to veto it. We'll see if he follows through. Anyway, Congressman Bishop, uh, as a member, a senior member of the House Armed Services Committee, has uh, forever focused a good portion of his energies on making sure that that bill is not only crafted in a way that is good for this country, but good for Utah, as Hill Air Force Base is such a, uh, a an important an important part of 
uh, this state and how you know we, we do business and contribute to the defense of this nation. Well, he, he suffered a stroke. He had to miss that vote. He spent uh, uh, some time in the hospital. Uh, but then yesterday, after his release, he made his way to the floor of the House of Representatives to offer what they call a one-minute speech. There's time after the regular business of the day for members of Congress to uh, reserve 60 seconds and to share a message on whatever it is uh, that moves them. Oftentimes you'll hear uh, recognition of, uh, say, an Eagle Scout, or you will hear uh, some words shared about some important issue. There really is nothing that's off limits. It is time reserved for uh, the, the members of Congress to speak on whatever they will. And yesterday, now this isn't something you have to do. There's no requirement to go down there. And yesterday, a Congressman Bishop, just three days after suffering a stroke uh, and in the midst of his recuperation, aided only by a walker, he made his way to the microphone and delivered the following address honoring someone who has worked for Utah and for this country for nearly four decades. The consent to address the House for a minute. Thanks. Without objection, the gentleman from Utah is recognized for one minute. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Yesterday, I called Lisa Pittman, who is the counsel for our committee, to make sure we had somebody covering us for floor time. She chastised me then, saying, under my conditions, I need to ask, call a doctor first, not a lawyer. No, Lisa, we call you, not just for legal advice, but for all sorts of things. For 38 years, she has been a true public servant, 33 consecutive years here in the House, or she has served with poise under pressure and always brings an air of stability. We ask opinions of a lot of people, but we always double-check by going to Lisa because she understands it all. She served under 17 Republican leaders in resources. I still think I'm her favorite one, trust me. But even yesterday, she still told my chief of staff that when she looks, she gets choked up when she looks at the Capitol Dome or hears the Pledge of Allegiance. It is still magic to her all. As our committee mom, when she brings cupcakes to everyone on their birthdays and special occasions, her kindness is magic to the rest of us. So when I leave at the end of the month, no one's really going to care. When Lisa leaves at the end of the month, it's going to take decades to replace the institutional knowledge she brings to this place. Lisa, we thank you. Mr. Speaker, I appreciate your uh, indulgence. Yield back. For what purpose? Three things. First off, I, I know the woman he was he was talking about there, who he was wishing farewell after her 37 years of service. Uh, and, and we'd all be uh, wise to emulate the career of service that she has worked for 37 years. Uh, so my best wishes to her as she moves on to her next chapter of life. Second thing I'll point out is that Rob Bishop is a bulldog. He doesn't break. He doesn't crack. And you heard in the last moments of his address there uh, that there was some wavering in his voice. That there were emotions there in what he was sharing. And uh, just take that and know that as he wraps up his time in Congress and as he builds, bids farewell to uh, this important staffer, Lisa Pittman, uh, know that it is something uh, very, very profound and important. And last thing I'll point out is if you heard as he, Congressman Bishop, yielded the floor uh, back, you heard applause. That is something that you never hear in that setting. When the members of Congress take advantage of the opportunity to share these 60-second remarks, 
Uh, it, it is usually just uh, kind of an assembly line. Uh, the members of Congress are all lined up in their chairs, reserving their place. They get up, they spit out their 60 seconds worth of words, and they step aside, and that's it, one after the other. But not this time. You heard applause. And if you were watching the video of the address, you saw that the applause came not only from the other members of Congress, but also the staff who serve up on the dais. The interesting thing about those staffers up on the dais, for the most part, they have their jobs uh, thanks to the party in control, Democrats. And Rob Bishop, of course, as you know, a Republican, about as Republican as they get. And the applause and the support that he received as he concluded his remarks uh, came from both sides of the aisle, uh, from elected members of Congress and staffers. It was a touching thing. I was uh, privileged to be able to look back on it, and I just wanted to share that with you uh, in this segment here. We're going to take a break. Oh, and of course, Congressman Bishop, he's, he's healing up just fine. He's going to be great. Quick break. When we return, I want to talk to you about guns. If you are a gun owner, if you are a Second Amendment enthusiast, and you are looking forward to the Biden administration with fear, should you? We'll dig into that next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 